Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who rips him down inside the 25-yard line. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. On The Ticket. Oh, man, we got a lot to talk about. We always have a lot to talk about. It's part of the reason I love doing this show. It's part of the reason I love sports. I love Husker sports. And, of course, I love the great state of Nebraska. All right. On the docket, got a lot of things. Start right off the top. Nebraska volleyball, what a great season. Yes, I know yesterday wasn't the way anybody wanted it to end, obviously. But Texas, you know, they seem to be a pretty good team. As disgusting as that is for me to say, congratulations to them. God, that was hard to say. They got a great team. You look at what they did to Wisconsin. I couldn't believe what they did to Wisconsin. Okay? And then they come out and they play a a great Nebraska team. All right? A young Nebraska team. And a team that actually did an interview this morning with Trev Alberts. Check that out, CaricaChronicles.com, Carica Chronicles YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. Also, check out all three, all things 93.7, the ticket, and GE Landscape Supply. Check them out at GELandscapesupply.com. But Trev had a great point this morning when I asked him about the volleyball season. He almost he likened it to the 1993 Nebraska football season and how close they were and how that really fueled the the players that played in 94 and then again in 95 unfinished business was their offseason motto going into that 1994 season and Trev kind of likened it potentially being like that for this volleyball team how they're going to come back hungry on fire and probably be better off you know obviously prefer to win a national title but be better off maybe in the long term with all these young players that are going to be uber extra motivated going into next year and the year after. So many freshmen on this team. So, yeah, yesterday wasn't great. Obviously, Texas, what a way to end their year. All right, but congratulations to John Cook, the ladies, the volleyball team. I mean, 33-2, and Big Ten champs, you know, played in the national championship match. Nothing to be ashamed of and everything to be proud of. 
So shout out to the ladies on that. And just real quick, you know, Trev, we talked about a lot of things. If you're interested in that interview, again, you can check it out on YouTube, characterchronicles.com, a YouTube page. We talked about recruiting quarterbacks. We talked about transfer portal players. We talked about the type of quarterbacks, you know, he'd prefer to see in Nebraska's offense. What type of offense would he like to see? How does he define success for Matt Rule in year two, going into year two under Matt Rule and his staff? We talked about conference realignment. Um, I love talking to Trev because he's very well-spoken. He's, he's clearly an intelligent guy. He handles himself with such class. But one of my favorite things is he gives you the answer within the answer if you pay attention. And basically, you know, he didn't come right out and say it. What he said is, I'm not going to predict against conference realignment continuing to happen, and you better be aggressive in conferences who haven't been aggressive, okay, haven't fared so well. So what do you think that means? So it was it was all sorts of uh, great conversation today. Uh, we talked about even more things. So go check that out if you get a chance. All right, Nebraska volleyball. I'm sorry, Nebraska, Nebraska basketball to talk about, and the ladies. First of all, ladies basketball, here at the University of Nebraska is off to a 9-2 and two start. So they are off to one of their fastest starts they've had in recent memory. They're having a great season so far. Okay. Actually, I'm going to do a little uh, – I was going to do a little – I can't find it. Eh, I'm not very tech savvy. That's okay. I was going to try to look up their schedule, but if I do that, I'm going to hit the wrong button and I'm going to disconnect the link. And uh, it's Jake helping me out today, but I've done that to poor Rico in the past, and, well, I'd rather not do that. So uh, here's what I know because I have watched a couple of their games, and they're looking good. They're playing solid. They're playing fast. They're disciplined. Um, as always, a couple of things to work on, but they're off to a great – nine and two start so far this season you look at nebraska basketball okay and yeah they had they had the rough loss to creighton and it was interesting because hoiberg he kind of kind of challenged his team after that and one of the things that i know trev stresses to all the coaches is building a toughness within the culture of their team and that's not just football that's basketball and after that tough loss to creighton he challenged the team basically in an appropriate way, but basically said, hey, are you tired of getting pushed around yet? And they seem to have responded well to that. Okay. So Nebraska basketball, the men's side, okay, is off to one of their fastest starts in recent memory. All right. It was funny because they beat uh, Kansas State and Michigan State, okay, in a seven-day span. Which is, which is pretty good, and they beat Kansas State 62-46. to 46. It was funny because a couple of people I, I talked to, they're like, an absolutely shocking result was one text that I got from somebody. All right, and I was like, I don't know about absolutely shocking. Uh, I, clearly, the team has made strides and improvement and is getting better. The word's absolutely shocking. Like, you could have just said shocking or absolutely surprising. It was the combo of absolutely shocking. I'm looking at the text right now. Um, it just made me laugh. But really what they did, especially in the second half, if you watch that Kansas State game, they were pretty much dominant, and they pretty much bullied around the Wildcats. And so that's kind of where that toughness mentality comes in, and it carries over into everything. All right, when I was in high school, all right, I was pretty good at baseball, and there was an individual who came and talked to our baseball team. And he was relaying the story 
of a kid that he had coached that went on to play Major League Baseball. But when that kid was younger, about 12, he was the kid that was the shortstop. He was the best pitcher. He was the best hitter. But there was about a three-game stretch out of four games, close games, down to the last inning, down to the last batter. And they always happened to be on defense. And in all three of those games, the ball was hit to this kid. Now, twice he was a shortstop, and once he was at second. And he made an error on all three plays. Now he's a kid. These things happen. But this kid maybe made three errors all year, and it was probably those three errors. So the coach pulled him aside, and the coach is telling us this story. And he asked the kid, he goes, what are you thinking about in the bottom of that inning when the game is on the line? And the batter's in the batter's box. What are you thinking? And the kid's like, please don't hit the ball to me. Please don't hit the ball to me. Please don't hit the ball to me. And that's why he was making those errors. And so the coach said, oh, okay, well, you know you're a great player, right? And the kid kind of shakes his head a little bit. You're a great defensive player, great pitcher, great hitter. He said, do one little thing, and you will become a clutch player. And the kid said, what's that? And the coach told him, he said, simply change your mindset and your thoughts to this. Please hit the ball to me. Please hit the ball to me. I want the ball hit to me. I want the ball hit to me. A month goes by. Championship game. True story here. Kids at shortstop. Bottom of the last inning. Bases loaded. Two outs. I, I take that back. It was second and third because had he had to get the force out at third. It wasn't like he could feel the ball and just underhand it to the second baseman. Red hot grounder hit to the shortstop. Fields it cleanly throws him out of first his team wins the championship the kid goes on to play college baseball major league baseball my point is this of a mindset of toughness obviously is helpful in football a mindset of toughness is helpful in basketball michael jordan used to get pushed around by the bad boy pistons they had the jordan rules and basically it was beat him up it was bang him it was foul him it was knock him to the ground and they want to Two NBA Finals championships with that mentality. Not the most loved team ever. They didn't care. Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman, Bill Lambeer, the like. But they bullied Jordan. And as a result, Jordan decided his response was to get in the weight room and put on some muscle. And then he became one of the biggest mental monsters anybody's ever seen in any sport ever, in anything ever. And it, he basically became an assassin. Wasn't always the most enjoyable teammate if you listen to some of his teammates, but man, the guy wanted to win and he wanted his teammates to win. And that mental toughness carried him in basketball. It's obviously benefited Hoiberg's boys in basketball. It obviously helps in football. It helps in baseball. Having that mental mindset, that toughness of I want the ball hit to me, it makes a big difference. So shout out to ladies, the ladies basketball team. Shout out to the men's basketball team. They're both off to their fastest starts they've had in quite a while. All right. Now, talk a little bit of football here. So we got a few things to get to. And then I want to do something. I want to do a couple of things. I want to do what if. Oh, and I should mention, Jake's going to be joining me at 1230. So tune in for that interview. He's going to be dropping that knowledge. We got the people segment. All right, coming up the last 10 minutes of this show, as always. Send your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, otherwise. All right. It's a Monday. Hope you're having a great Monday. You can call or text to 402-464-5685. Again, check out GELandscapesupply.com and all things 93.7 The Ticket, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and the like. But I want to have a little bit of fun. It's the last year, the 
four-team college football playoff. So I want to pretend like it's the first year, the 12-team college football playoff. And then, because I just love doing this stuff so much, I did, what if it was an eight-team college football playoff? What if it was a six-team college football playoff? What would some of these matchups look like? What would it be like? Okay. Now we're going to spend the majority of the time on the 12-team college football playoff because that's what we're having next year. But I want to I want to do that as well. But I want to spend a couple of minutes. All right. Dylan Riola Watt continues. All right. So Dylan had his uh, recruiting visit this past weekend, was spotted at all sorts of Husker sports events. Picture was taken with him and Malachi Coleman. Picture was taken with him and his uncle Donovan. Okay, no commitment yet, no word yet. What does that mean? Is it time to hit the big red panic button? No. A lot of people are like 100% convinced that he's coming. I hear the things that they are hearing. Probably not exactly the same, but at least similar things. And I get it. I get why they would be so confident. And personally, I hope he comes. I think it would be great. I'm just going to point out something I pointed out before. Four high schools in four years, three different states, three different high school teams. Okay, committed to Ohio State, then to Georgia. If he flips to us, it'd be another uh, change of mind, so to speak. I don't say any of that negatively. It's just factually correct. Like I say, two plus two equals four, no matter how much you might want it to equal five. I guess my point is this. He's a very talented guy. And if he comes here, I will be as excited as anybody. But until it happens, there's a reason I haven't said much on social media. I haven't said much in my shows. I'm hearing what other people are hearing. I'm hearing the confidence. And it's probably going to happen based on the things that I've been told. But until it happens, I'll believe it when I see it. And I will say this. You know, if he, if he does go to Georgia, okay, you know, who's to say he wouldn't transfer in a year or two to Nebraska? Okay, and honestly, and the like, vice versa, he comes to Nebraska. Maybe he stays, maybe he doesn't. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right now, Jebba Purdy, Heinrich Harburg, Daniel Kalen is staying committed to Nebraska. He canceled his trip to Michigan State, so he's staying committed to Nebraska. I'm very happy to see that. That is an individual who the moment a spot opened up for him immediately flipped from Missouri to Nebraska. That is a guy, and you could argue that Missouri is, I mean, they're a better football team this year right now. You could argue they've been the better program for a while. I know that's that's hard to hear. What was there a point in time where we'd beaten them for 24 straight years before they finally uh, beat us, I think, at some point in the early 2000s? But they're a top 10 team. They're in the New Year's Six. They played for at least one, if not two, SEC titles since they've joined the conference. So he flipped quick. And then he helped to peer recruit, good Lord, like half the class, something like that. I asked him in my interview with him two, three weeks ago. <laughs> he kept listing off names for what felt like an eternity. It was probably 30 seconds, but when you're just listing names for 30 seconds, it's like, wow, I didn't even realize it was that many guys. And now he's staying. He feels like a guy who is really smart. All right, obviously, his IQ is off the charts, like 96 percentile. He's got a 4.1 GPA. I, asked, I thought it was 4.3. Corrected me, 4.1. How awful. Jeez, my gosh. He's probably going to learn quickly. He, he's a talented guy. He's the first ever quarterback from Nebraska to go to the Elite 11 camp. So he's a guy who could contribute maybe sooner rather than later. But he feels like a guy who's going to be here for the long haul and a guy who's going to develop and improve and get better no matter what. Now, to be clear, I'm rooting for D- Dylan, D- Dylan Riola to come. I really am. All right, he can, he can help. He's talented. You know, in that quarterback room next year, if it is Daniel, if it is Dylan, Heinrich, Chuba, everyone stays, everyone commits, everyone comes who says they're coming. I mean, Dylan's got as good a chance to play as anybody. Chuba's talented. Coaches seem to like Harburg. At least that's what they say in the press conference. Of course, they're going to be positive, but you get my point. You know, I like Daniel a lot, too. But who's to say we don't have a, a freshman start next year? It's happened with Adrian Martinez, Taylor Martinez, Tommy started. Was it the Missouri game in October? I forget the exact date as a true freshman when he took over. Tommy Frazier, that is. Tommy Armstrong, I think, started. I do think Tommy Taylor and Adrian, Tommy Armstrong, that is, Taylor and Adrian Martinez, not related, in case you didn't know that by now, ESPN. The ESPN SEC Network screwed that up a few years ago, if you didn't know. But my point is this. Okay, they were retro freshmen. My point is this. I'm, I'd be excited for him to come. I'm just waiting for it to happen. And then uh, basically for all hell to break loose as everyone reacts and loses their ever-loving minds. I almost went uh, Heath Ledger, Joker, Batman on that one. Uh, I can't do I'm not very good at impressions, so I won't try. And I don't want to – Heath Ledger was so awesome in that movie, I don't want to mess it up. It would be awesome if he come. It would be huge potential game changer, things of that nature. But we'll see what happens. Okay, and it seems likely, but we'll see what happens. I am excited that Daniel is definitely going to stay. Okay, so that's exciting news as well. If you didn't know, Kyle McCord going to Syracuse, the orange. All right. Let's see here. All right. I think we got a few minutes here. Let's dive in to what a 12-team college football playoff would look like had it started this year. Now, getting buys, top four seeds get a buy. Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. Okay, they get the buys based on the current CFP rankings. Although, let's be honest, I think if it was a 12-team field, I don't think Bama's in the top four. I think Florida State is, and I think they get the buy. 
but I've already gone down that road. Since there was only four, they had to put Bama in. I think if there's 12, I think Florida State gets the bye. But I'll quit beating that dead horse over and over. All right, so those teams get the bye. We're just going to go by the actual rankings. That that puts Florida State now the the highest-rated G5 team, which is Liberty. Okay, hasn't played a Power 5 team all year, I might add. I still think SMU should be over them. SMU, the AAC champs, 10-2. and Beat Tulane to knock Tulane out of a New Year's Six Bowl. But I digress. Got to go with the rankings because the committee said Liberty won all their games. Why would we not reward them? Sorry, Florida State. Two plus two doesn't have to have to equal four if you're part of the SPN SEC College Football Playoff Network. All right. So we got five versus 12, Florida State versus Liberty. Liberty would get that, that last seed as the highest rated G5 team. All right. Six versus 11, Georgia, Ole Miss, a rematch. They played earlier this year. I believe Ole Miss only put up, it was either seven or 10 points because when they played Missouri, it was either seven or 10 points. And those were the two best defenses they played this year. Ohio State versus Penn State in a rematch in the seven versus 10 game. Oregon versus Missouri, eight versus nine. All right, now who would win? Well, I think Florida State gets Liberty. I don't see a whole lot of upsets, honestly. Georgia, probably going to beat Ole Miss again. Ohio State, I mean, they only won by eight, but they were they were two touchdowns better. Penn State scored a late touchdown, so I don't see that changing. Penn State had a hard time scoring against good defenses this year, so Ohio State probably wins. I do have an upset, Missouri over Oregon. I was truly surprised Oregon didn't look – and the, the score they had in their, their rematch, Pac-12 championship game versus Washington, was I don't think was indicative of how much Washington actually controlled that game. That score was closer – than, than how much I felt Washington controlled that game. And if you can lose to the same team twice and in the rematch when you should have the edge as the team that lost the first matchup, and you the, you are clearly not the better team on the field. Washington was clearly the better team on the field in the Pac-12 championship game, in my opinion. I don't know. I got Missouri upset in Oregon up in Eugene, Otson Stadium. So then that creates the matchup of Michigan and Oregon. I'm sorry, Michigan and Missouri. Then you've got Washington and Ohio State, Texas, Georgia, Alabama, Florida State. All right, so I did the top eight. Who who would have, like, how would this have played out if there was a top eight and there wasn't a, we, it was just the top eight teams, not per se all 12 teams that got in. The, the matchup would have been Michigan versus Oregon, Washington, Ohio State, Texas, Georgia, Bama, Florida State. Now, the odds of me getting all these picks right are about 100% zero, but... Michigan versus Oregon would have been the only thing that would have really been different, but you never know how these games might have played out. All right. I think Missouri versus Michigan would be an intriguing matchup as you go back to the 12-team college football playoff and the one upset that I kind of predicted, which was Missouri over Oregon. I think Michigan versus Missouri could be interesting. Uh, Washington versus Ohio State, I think that would be a great game. Texas, Georgia, Alabama. Florida State. I'm going to be honest. I don't see a lot of upsets here. I do think Bama beats Florida State. Okay. Again, these are these are projections. Don't know what would have happened. Texas, Georgia would have been an insanely intriguing matchup. You want to talk about two teams you just look at out of all these teams, they just look like a national championship team. It may be those two teams. Alabama would probably be third on this list, just as far as the shiny car appeal at a strength coach. Uh, in, I think it was at Nebraska, Dave Kennedy. 
I go, how come we don't do more biceps and triceps? You know me, I just want to have big arms. And he goes, well, that's the shiny car workout, character. You look good, but it doesn't actually help you play. You want to talk about the teams that look like shiny cars? It's, it's like Texas, Georgia, and then Alabama would be third. So that Texas-Georgia game would have been a heck of a game. Washington, Ohio State. Okay. Let me see. Alabama, Florida State. I probably have Michigan beat Missouri in what I think is an incredibly close game. I have Ohio State upsetting Washington in the 2-7 matchup. I have Texas beating Georgia. I do, and I do because there were so many times this year when Georgia was on cruise control, and then the one ta- one game really all year they had to turn it on, and they lost to a team who got lucky to beat at Auburn. I think Texas beats Georgia in the trenches because Alabama's offensive line didn't just push around Georgia's D-line. They blew them off the ball. And that's where Texas might be the best in the country is in the trenches. They might have the two best D tackles in the country, and they may have the best O-line in the country. So I think Texas beats Georgia in the trenches. I do think Alabama beats Florida State. So the top four after this is now Michigan. Okay. Texas is the next highest rated seed after Washington is upset by Ohio State. Alabama would then be the third highest rated seed left with Ohio State at four. And you get an Ohio State-Michigan rematch. You get a Washington-Alabama matchup. All right. Man, I'll tell you what. I I still don't think Ohio State beats Michigan, although it comes down to the very end. Okay. And then Texas-Alabama in the rematch. That's a tough one because Alabama is a completely different team. This time, Texas would have the home field. Alabama's got the advantage of, hey, it's hard to beat us twice. To me, it would be really hard to imagine Texas beating them twice. This is a team that barely beat Auburn and then the very next week beat Georgia. I mean, I don't know what to make of Alabama. They're kind of the most up-and-down team I've seen in a long time, but they are the most improved team, and mostly because of Melro, their quarterback, maybe the most improved player in the country. And also, Nick Saban, after their bye week, made a lot of offensive adjustments that allowed him to use his feet a lot more and design plays. So I think it was a combination of all that. All right, I do think Michigan beats Ohio State again. And I do think Alabama beats Texas in the rematch. And you got Bama versus Michigan, which is now our Rose Bowl matchup right now, which is interesting if this turns out, if this were to turn out to be the national championship game. I do have Michigan winning. No, I don't think they have Nick Saban signs beforehand. Um, I just don't really know what to make of Alabama and Michigan is maybe the most consistent team in the country versus the most up and down team in the country in Alabama. Like in the actual Rose Bowl this year, it wouldn't surprise me if Alabama beat Michigan because maybe it's an up day. I wouldn't surprise me if Michigan beat Alabama by double digits, maybe 10 points because it's a down day and Michigan just does what Michigan does. What's Joel Klatt call him? He calls him the boa constrictor of college football. They just They wrap themselves around you, and they slowly just constrict and take away all your air. And that's exactly what Michigan does. He's absolutely right. And so I guess in that scenario, it's Michigan-Alabama in the national championship. The odds of me getting all those picks right, again, are pretty much zero. But that's what would have happened. Okay. If you look at a quick top six, and then we got to go to commercial break, and then we got to bring on Jake. If we'd have done a top six playoff, okay, Michigan-Washington get the bye. Then you got Texas, Alabama, Florida State, Georgia playing in their first round. All right, so you got Texas, Georgia, Alabama, Florida State, and it's going to be a lot of the similar things that I just 
projected or predicted other than Washington is still in this thing. All right, so if Bama beats Florida State, like I said earlier, Texas beats Georgia, like I said earlier, okay, now your top four is Michigan, Washington, because Washington's still in it. They got to buy in the first round as the number two seed. So it's Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, which is pretty much the top four we have right now. Okay, and I've given my predictions on these games before. I got Michigan over Bama. I've got Washington over Texas. I know I have Washington losing to Ohio State, but I haven't beaten Texas, depending on which of these playoff scenarios you were to go with, six teams, eight teams, 12 teams. I just think Texas is back end. Like, it's a bad matchup. The weakness of their team is their secondary, and the strength of Washington's team is their pass game, and I think it's a bad matchup, and that's why I think Washington loses to Ohio State but would beat Texas. So in that scenario... Hope all this has made sense. I hope you've been able to follow. All right. And I hope I've explained it somewhat well. But in the six-team scenario, the, the national championship would come out to be Michigan versus Washington. Probably Michigan winning again. But we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We got a commercial break. We got to pay some bills. And then Jake's going to come on and drop that knowledge. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.